We don't want to go back to the bad old days. We want to have good new days. And that's what the pickup show is all about here on the Inside NBA show. G'day, I'm Maggie, and this is Mally and Maddie. We've got some spicy ones this week. Always love a good amount of spice as long as it's not my dinner. So you're not a chili guy, not a Thai fan? Nah, mate. My guts can't handle anything fun like that. Give me tuna and crackers. That's my oh, life mate. blood. Great. Well, at least we'll take, we won't take your dinner suggestions, but we will take your hot and cold guys for the week and a whole bunch more, including latest NBA news, your sell highs, your buy lows and waiver wire ads for the week straight up after this. Welcome to the ultimate super coach and fantasy sports show. You are now listening to the Insight Fantasy Sports Podcast. Yeah, indeed you are, Mally. How's your week starting off? We are into week 12 now of NBA action. There's pretty much a sprint for the next six, seven weeks of, I guess, regular season fantasy playoffs. So it's time to make some moves. How are you sitting right now in some leagues? You're a trade-heavy guy, by the way. Very trade-heavy. I certainly am. I'm, um, I must be... I'm only one loss in uh, in one of my leagues, and then the other, I'm uh, I'm in my twenty man league. I think I'm sunk. I'm getting to that nervous part of the season where I'm trying to trade out, and everyone's pretty happy with what they've got or slash have given up. So you know that makes things very difficult there. And in uh, in our league together, I'm sitting in the right right bang in the middle. So uh, yeah, I'm I'm trying to figure things out there as well. How about yourself, mate? You've got a smile on your fantasy face. I, I do have a smile on my fantasy face because I'm absolutely screwed it in some. I mean, this week for me, I've got I've, I do I created my Brooklyn Nets stack, knowing that this is the week that I dread, and I'm and I'm middle of the pack. I then decided to put a cherry on top and add Donovan Mitchell to that because I got him at, a, at the end of the second round. Then I'm like, that's just that's just way too good to pass up when you're getting Donovan Mitchell around anything from twenty up. So I, I snapped on him. I got Mikael Bridges in a trade during the course of the season, just by pure coincidence. And so I'm with you. I'm I'm sitting really that that comp though that we're talking about middle of the pack. The top player is eight wins, three losses, and then it's six and sevens. It's really close. And you're looking in that league. I'm looking at it now. So this is what we do as fantasy managers. Our playoff bracket though, there's only four teams of twelve in the playoffs. Everything else is a consolidation bracket. So you really are playing for top four. You and I have actually just slipped out of the top four. We're one game behind. And you and I now play each other for the consolidation ladder. So we're up against yeah, yeah. each other as of this week. Yeah. So we're looking at yeah. the, where the next two seeds. We are five and six respectively in that league. Then the rest in one, I've just injury riddled season has sucked. But in my other ones, doing okay. And I've got a nice eight one or seven two last week. So on the comeback, because yeah, just been just been riding the waiver wire. And I think we should start off with that one for the week to get this out of the way. Waiver wire targets for the week, looking at the game slate for Tuesday in the game ahead, Wednesday, and what is a little bit of an up and down week games wise. Let's look at targets acquired. Yeah, so today is Monday in the NBA, and news coming out of this one as well is we are watching the uh, Detroit Pistons. The Detroit Pistons have a Tuesday, Wednesday back to back, and Cade Cunningham has officially avoided serious injury. So we could be looking at probably Jade and Ivy for some more minutes here. Killian Hayes making a return, Matty. Exactly, and you know what's what are they class as being a, a non-serious injury? So, like they said, it was a sprain in his, his knee. Correct. Yep. And it's a quote yeah. unquote a few games for a quote unquote tanking Detroit Pistons team. Yeah, I'd say they're going to be very careful with him. I'd say they're um, telling telling fans and media what they want them to hear. But yes, I'd be snabbling up Jaden Ivey and Killian Hayes right now. Um, we we kind of know what those guys do with their percentages, but they're obviously going to get more shots up. They're going to be in the game for longer. They're both guys who, um, you know, I like my guys, especially early on in the week, like I said last week, who can kind of fill it up across the board. They get a couple of defensive stats. They get assists. They get a few um, rebounds for their position. So, yeah, I think um, while Cade's out for his few games, that, uh, yeah, you can pick up one or both of those guys depending on what, what how deep your leagues are, I guess. Jade and Ivy in, <laughs> your, in your shallow ones and uh, Killian Hayes in your deep ones. 
Yeah, Killian Hayes has gone up uh, 1%. He is 7% rostered, currently owned in Yahoo leagues. I'm just going to bring up Jaden Ivey and double-check him. Look, he's been actually playing serviceably enough in most leagues to already be mm-hmm. rostered, but he has gone down, funnily enough, 1% in the last state of 49% rostered in yahoo leagues my bit of uh my smoky if you're in one of those deep leagues like a 16 man a 14 or even a 20 teamer marcus sasa now sasa put together some run he saw 11 minutes the other day versus denver uh, he went two of six from the floor nothing really impressive there but it was the first time since december 21 that he had seen more than 10 minutes on the court before then he had some stinkers but again, he's a guy who can put together a few shots, and he did have some flashes earlier on in the season. So I'm just going to keep my eyes out on Marcus Sasser to see if they just go full tank and end up starting him and playing him 32 minutes a night. Because again, if there's opportunity, and if you're taking field goal percentage or things like that, he'd be a guy I look to. Other guys that are on the back-to-back starting Tuesday and Wednesday are the Minnesota Timberwolves, the Sacramento Kings, and the Toronto Raptors. Who springs to your mind straight away there, Mel? Um, yeah, just back on back on Detroit before we move on. It just seems ridiculous that they're given Alec minutes and they Perks. when they should be giving Sasser minutes. Like, what are they doing? Like yeah. that organization so, is a complete mess. Alec Burks could be another name to keep in mind then for some minutes and some run. Yeah, I mean, it seems ridiculous that that's a statement coming out of my mouth. But yeah, I guess he's another guy who can only benefit from this. You would think, unless they go well. He was the only guy holding things together. We'll we'll shelf Alec and we'll give um Sasser some more minutes. But yeah, another guy, um, one who you said has the the back to back is um Nas Reed. He had a string of games on twenty minutes um a week ago, but he seems back to be playing his twenty five plus minutes. Um, he's a guy who can get you fifteen points and eight rebounds um on a quiet night, and we know what he can do on on a larger night, especially if one of those bigs goes down. But it doesn't seem like any there's any indication that's going to happen. But I'll be having Nazareed. Um, he's a pretty good waiver wire in my books. Who are you looking at? Mate, look, I'm pretty much only there with Nazareed from Minnesota Timberwolves, Sacramento Kings. There are some more pickings there, I guess you could say. Malik Monk always springs to mind and Kevin Hoyter. These are perpetual waiver wire guys. People get them while they're hot, then drop them, get them while they're hot and drop them. And this is why you can always get points and threes and, and some free throw percentage to a certain extent in bunches on the wire. Uh, Malik Monk has been tossed around more times than a baseball like he's just been back and forth to teams all over. He's currently on one team that I'm looking at. He's 72% rostered. He's gone up 1%. People are looking for the week ahead. So he's probably just over that limit in your like deeper leagues. In shallow leagues, you could look to him, especially with that one. Kevin Herter seems to be the other guy there who's probably the most rosterable streamer for Sacramento. Uh, and he's at 36% rostered right now, 17 points the last game, three assists to steal and a block shot. And he doesn't turn the ball over that much. He boys your free throw percentage. But, yeah, if you're looking for field goal percentage to tank, yeah, Kevin Hoyter would be your guy that I'd be looking at there. And Toronto Raptors, Dennis Schroeder is getting around some wires. Gary Trent Jr. in this new formation. Anyone else there standing out for you? Um, Well, not on a waiver wire, but there's plenty of guys who are starting an uptick, and there'll be one that I specifically want to talk about later. Um, The only other guy I had written down on my list here is Shaden Sharp. Um, he had his five-game absence, and over the last four games since coming back, he's played up to his 40 minutes, which he played um, in their win against Brooklyn. Um, Broggo's out back out of the starting lineup again. They're obviously going with their uh, their youth movement. He can score big. He gets assists. He gets rebounds. Um, yeah, I mean, he. I think you need to put him in the boat with Malik. You need to put him in the same boat with um, Jordan Clarkson. They can go off and they can score 25, 30 points, or they can get 20 minutes and score eight points. So, you know, it's it's one of those things. You've got to follow your nose a little bit and, uh, you know, get the old magic eight ball out and give a little shake and see who you think is going to have a night. But these are the reason these guys get picked up. They get dropped. They get picked up. And unfortunately, they have a big night when they're on the wire. You pick them up the next game thinking, here we go. And then any matter of things happens, lineup changes, they, you know, that's the thing with a, a team like um, Sacramento. They seem to be living in between two worlds, one of which being they're pantsing people. And then like the other night, they're getting pants by people. They don't seem to have a competitive <laughs> game. Um, and it's a little, yeah. another team that's in that same boat is, um, is to the paces. They are either 
pantsing or being pantsed? Can you remember the last time they had a really close game, you know, no. or an overtime no. game? No. No, but I do know. But, but again, their last game against Atlanta, they set the over record for betting the last two times they've played because, I mean, they can actually play defense. Like there's room there. Bruce Brown has come back in and played more serviceably since being benched. They've had, like, just their rotations are all over the place and they're a really curious mm. one. And I'm going to talk about one guy for them in the trade. And you do say Shaden Sharp, he is rostered in 76% of leagues. So this is definitely 16, 14s and most 12 team leagues, but in a 10 man league, that's probably an ad you might want to look at, especially because those 40 minutes were great. Again, 76% rostered means you're probably more looking at his availability in 10 man leagues. And this is the youth movement that's happening in Portland right now. Scoot Henderson's been getting more minutes, but was benched down that crunch time for Anthony Simons and Shaden Sharp to cook. And that's what we expected of them from the season. So this is the time where you can start to see those rotations and those minutes. You know, Grant played a bunch. Duop Reith was playing well. So Duop Reith is a stream because the paces, again, they have a back-to-back later in the week. So they're a Thursday, Friday back-to-back. Friday is a 10-gamer. So you might not be able to bring, but who's your worst guy? I I think Shannon Sharp might be better than your worst player on a 10-man roster, potentially. Like, if you're looking at the top yeah. 120 guys, I mean, if you depends on your roster. 10-man leagues, 12 people, tops. I mean, Shannon Sharp has a pathway right here to really get some minutes and put on a bit of a hurt. And he was hot to begin the season, Matty. Like, people were like, yeah. oh, Shannon Sharp. And I, I, again, I kind of look for that one. Let me look up his ranking in the past, in the week. And this is the thing as well. It's not going to be that high. Because he hasn't been, he's been returning for minutes. Like he's been on injury. He's been on minutes restrictions, minutes restrictions. And I think when we were talking about, we were talking off air of guys who are ripe for the picking. Like there's, when we, we say buy low or opportunity, it's like, where is that, that perfect storm or that vacuum where it's a great time to get a guy? And it yeah. would have been before Stars he aligning. played for Exactly. And the stars are aligning for Shade and Sharp. The 40 minutes has put you behind the eight ball a little bit. Because if you knew that was going to happen out of nowhere from playing 23, 24, 25, and then you can bank on an extra 15 minutes. But in the last week, even with that 140 gamer, he's been about the 130th ranked player. So he's just outside 120. So this is where he's going to ramp up and really just have a look at this. I'm Matt. I'm the new Matty G. Yikes. Completely got it. Where you going, mate? Get back. Right. I had a little Wait. moment where I was you there and I lived my best life. Felt myself look, felt myself feeling real great. Oh, no. I was going to change oh, yeah, the whole, was... whole podcast up. It was going to was it going to be a cooking show about tutoring crackers? Is that is that the is that the direction mate. we were? Go- yeah, I literally swiped back to play one of our banners, and then all of a sudden there was nothing there, and I had no idea or branding what was going on to save my bloody life. And I'm like, what what's happening? I was just trying to add stuff for us. Is this, um, are you having PTSD to the last time when you were a young man and did a bad swipe and things went badly? No, I've only ever done that once, and it went very, very well. So shout out to San Francisco and uh, your applications in that town. Not that it's aligned there, but you want to give a shout out of the week, and this shout out of the week is brought to you by the Standard Squeeze. G'day to our good friends at Standard Squeeze. For all your merchandise that way, go and check them out for your camping, your four-in-one traveler cups, your hats, your apparel. They've got everything you need to stay cool or stay warm, especially when you're traveling beverage-wise. Get onto the Standard Squeeze and use promo code INSIGHT15 to get 15% off your order. You wanted to give a shout out this week. You, you don't say it much like, but Maddie G, I want to, you, you didn't call me Maddie G to be fair as well. You just said, Maddie, please can I have a shout out? And I'm like, yes, you absolutely can. Who is your shout out this week, mate? I feel like it's McDonald's and I'm reading out the birthday announcements on the radio or something like that. But it's a weird one, a weird one for me to say because I'm obviously not a big Lakers guy. Well, maybe that's not obvious. I'm not a big Lakers guy. I go through the uh, the jersey store as my um, seven-year-old pulls Lakers jerseys off the rack and runs at me like, you know, it's some kind of like toxic material. Uh, just likes to see me squirm when she when she does that. Little, uh, little sneaker. But, yeah, um, I want to give a shout-out to one Anthony Davis. Like, that dude, I reckon, has flown under the radar, both in the NBA sphere and also in the fantasy sphere. Like, he's managed Touchwood to hold himself together this season, and he looks awesome. Like, there's not enough talk about him, and maybe because the Lakers aren't doing terribly well at the moment, even though they gave – the Clippers a little late touch up yesterday. Um, that was but, nice. You know his his percentages are great for a big. Um, you know I I heard um, there was some talk of someone doing a trade the other day which involved Embiid 
And I thought, you know, Embiid's yep. got the shine and, and everything on him at the moment. But I don't know. If I was an AD holder, I wouldn't be I would it'd be AD and something very tiny to give me a trade into um sorry, it would be AD and someone very tiny to get me into the M Embiid trade. Um yeah, I just think he's been amazing. Like He's fourth yes. ranked at the moment, and no one talks about him, like in a fantasy sense or. In and an Basketball NBA Monster sense. has him at eleven. Hashtag Basketball currently has him. Let me go. Hashtag Basketball has him currently at the. I think it was eighth the other day. No, fourth yep. as well. So Hashtag Basketball has him at fourth in rankings over at Basketball Monster. He is eleventh in the past week. Like that's just in the past week. The guy has been on an absolute roll. It's a good shout. And who's like you know when you I often do especially if I'm if I'm punting I often go in and have a look at a you know I'll punt the worst category and see where that moves them and you know it gets people into your mind your mind where you thought well I didn't see their value but if I am punting blocks or if I am punting steals they're a real catch for me so it's time for me to you know make a move on them what do you do with AD like what's his weakness field goals good his knees percentage good his knees yeah, his attitude bad. at times yeah. tick, tick his knees or attitude yeah. but this is the thing can yeah. we even say that whole like he doesn't give everything every game because even when he hasn't been like what do you expect from the guy i think is the realistic quote like do you expect 25 points 12 rebounds four assists two steals and three block shots every game because that's almost unrealistic expectations for anyone i mean joel Embiid is doing it. So you expect him to basically be the comp to Joel Embiid. Basically, you would expect to say that he's not great being one of the best 75 players of all time anointed last year and whatever. You would expect him to be among the best players perennially all the time. And he has been. He's been yeah. absolutely he's been absolutely on fire this season. And I don't know if you can actually ding the Lakers so much apart from the rostering like the roster and the rotations as of late, and I mean, yeah, Darvin Hand came out and said injuries, and they do play a part to an extent. But when you've got LeBron James, and he's been the 16th ranked player on the season, and Anthony Davis, the fourth ranked player, firing away to this, like it's something, it's something to behold. And I think Shams came out today, I guess, in some news and said that they have a huge trade coming. Well, let's see what that does for their organization to move the needle and for our fantasy radars as well. Because we all know that the fantasy shakeup happened last year when the Lakers made a trade. D'Angelo Russell, Rui Hachimura, these guys become stream targets. Guys going to other teams, they become options. What happens there? So I think we got to keep our eyes on that one. And we also need to keep our – do you want to go hot, guys, or, or buy, sell high or buy low to start? Matty, which one do you want to go first? Uh, let's go Let's go buy low this week. Let's, let's, let's warm it up. Start at the coldest let's, point and move up. Well, why not – Yeah, look, there's one that – I'm stuffed that you said that, actually, because in the pre-show, there is a guy that you want to get to at the very end, and we talked about the Perfect Storm guy for it, and he was going to be my segue yeah. to being his not by low. So I'm going to start it with that one so it doesn't get too <laughs> – this is the worst by low <laughs> segue. You did just gone off. As high as we go. No, 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 I wasn't. I'm listening to you. I'm listening to it. Let's just say this is now. This is the dumbest by low we've ever done because it's not a buy low. Maddie, explain what this new, we're going to have a new segment. I'll have the thing for it by next week. This just came to us before we recorded today. And Maddie said, why don't we do this for these guys who are in the, talk about the, like, not the pickup stars aligning of the week. What, what do you want to call yeah. it, Maddie? Yeah, like, it's just like the buy now. Like, you know, it's the, it's now, the yeah. this is the time to strike, you know, because the, like anything else with these buy lows and sell highs, the window does close. But these two that we're talking about today, it's not because of the poor performances and then we think they're going to ramp up. We think they're doing quite well, but they have opportunity to either hold that, well, we hope, would be the absolute minimum, or to improve from where they are. So, Significant all, improvement as well, though. Let's, let's say it's a significant yeah. improvement because if it's already – you don't yep. want to buy a low. Like This isn't a cheapest chips bargain basement buyer sale kind of say we're getting it. Like some guy who's been absolutely trash or like Triple J – it wasn't trash, but wasn't playing to where we expected. He slipped well outside his ADP, and it was a buy low, buy low, buy low. And obviously, his return value now. But there's guys who have been playing well who could play even better, and there's a launch pad for them to go up a significant amount. And in the past week, this is – I even gave you this one. This is the guy who – He's think heating is. up. He is heated yeah. up indeed. This is one Sir Emmanuel Quickly. 
and I changed it to buy now. See, I did you a thing. I said buy now. Beautiful. Look at that. There you go. I, I changed it from buy to buy now. Thank for you for telling me. No, thank you very much. He is in the last week since the trade been the 54th ranked player in fantasy. Maddie, you think he could enter the top 40, top 35 by season's end? Definitely. And I looked, I looked at his numbers today, and I think out of these four games, two of them, so 50%, I think, kind of um, throw the data a little bit and throw it in a negative way, which means that, you know, Emmanuel quickly is a guy that probably people are under underestimating. We know, and we talked about it last week, because I think it was this time last week, we were watching him pretty well live as we did our podcast yeah, to we see were. what he was doing. And he um and he had those four fouls and they sat him just before halftime and his second half was a bit underwhelming. Not due to the fact that when he was on the court he didn't do well. It was the fact that they wouldn't let him on the court. Greco just said no. <laughs> it, you know he basically said I'm I'm going to foul you out early. But yep. that game was obviously skewed. And his last game um in the win over Brooklyn, it looked as though he and Scotty were going to get put back on for that last seven minutes as they would in any game that runs, you know, close or tight yep. or that where they need the win. But the uh, they, they pulled the team. They played their bench down that last stretch. So, again, his minutes look low. Um, the, the time that he was on the court, he did amazing things. So I think what we need to think and look at, look at here is the fact that out of his four games, two of them have been thrown, which makes his value look uh, a lot weaker, I guess, than what it actually is in reality. So he is a guy who I think is a buy now, not a buy low. He hasn't fallen apart. In fact, he's but it's lower, but it's but it's lower than where you think he's going to go. So this is where you try 100%. and get. So you could probably get a comparable value player of the last week, someone in a similar ballpark to a like around about a top fifty, top sixty player that might have a better name or be more synonymous with some good things. Because you think he's going to escalate up from this further. So you could get back a return on one of your middling guys. Like you could probably like it. Not a, I'm not going to, I say middling and then Chris Middleton obviously comes to mind straight away. But you're probably looking for someone who may have a name or be falling into the 60th markers. Like a what? Who would you be? Like someone around that way. Like look around that kind of value. And also look to who, what you're tanking and what they're tanking or what their build is, because that can be a compliment. I think that's when you look for guys like this, because I was about to, we said it last week, I was about to drop Emmanuel quickly because he was there for points and threes in New York. And I was going to do it the next day. I woke up to the news and I'm like, let me just see where this goes. Or is that anything? And then, and yesterday I had the opportunity to pick up RJ Barrett on a day trade, but I forgot because of the 5am game. You can't make ads. So I didn't I didn't do anything because I couldn't make an ad for the day that I wanted to stream in. So I was going to add in RJ Barrett yesterday for yesterday's game only. I missed that opportunity and someone dropped on him the second that he went nuts because these guys have been absolutely rolling since they've come into Toronto and they've both entered consideration for top 50 fantasy players. And it feels even icky to say that about RJ Barrett in cat <clears> leagues, <throat> but in points leagues, like the man is absolutely eating. Your other guy this week, in your buy low, you think it's another case where he could get better again in the future? The same, much the same as Emmanuel quickly. Do you want to say who that is? Let's do your other buy low. Yeah, definitely. We'll do this one. Definitely. So, well, just before we move on quickly too, the other thing we need to consider as well is that things are heating up in the, um, in the Siakam uh, trade sphere. I'm doing so, that one. He's, he's one of my uh, guys look, in advance. No, no, look, shh, shh, shh. That's, a, that's, a, that's, a, that's a sneaky peek. Don't tell anyone. I didn't tell you. I didn't tell you. Cause you tell me yours. And then I try, cause I've got to do the graphics and, and I don't tell you mine so I can surprise you and get legitimate reactions from you, whether I'm smart like, or not like so smart my Christmas my decisions. every week, mate. I love it. This is what I try and do. Tell, tell us about your Christmas present for me. One Kirby White. Um, well, I'm just looking at the um, at the the Bulls game at the moment, and we've got um we've got Vooch and we've got Levine back on the bench. I assume that they are still starting their um you know their ramp up. Um, I don't know. Obviously, Levine's been out for a long time. Vooch, not so much. But they're both um, well, aging gentlemen. They're not, you know, they're not, um, they're not young boys by any standards in the NBA. So we assume that they're still going to get back into the starting lineup. And you might be thinking, well, why is Kobe White on this list for a buy low? And the answer obviously would relate to that: the fact that he's possibly going to lose touches. He's going to lose minutes. And I think that's probably the common thought that's out there. He played the last game and he played really well. In fact, he got 10 rebounds, which is kind of unheard of. 
That's with Vooch back, and that's with Levine back, playing starters minutes but coming off the bench. There was no Caruso. There was no Williams in there, which will obviously muddy the water. But I think a lot of people have in their heads that Kobe White is the Kobe White from this time last year. A role player on a team, a guy that they were going to trade, a guy that the Bulls had no interest in and probably not much of a trade market for, and they held on to him. There are a lot of people out there who have, and this will sound contradictory, but short, long-term memories where they can remember what happened last year and it gets stuck in their mind. I think yep. this is Kobe White. I think that the statistics that we're seeing for him now are going to stay. So although this isn't really a buy low because he hasn't really dropped off yet and maybe, and I hope that he won't, my assumption is that he's going to well, stay. He's, he's regressed a little bit currently on his rankings in the last couple of weeks from where he was. So he was in the top 50s and now he's progressed back down to about the 65th ranked player. So he, there's been yeah. a little bit of regression, but you would expect that again to bounce back with any possible impending trade around Chicago because whether yeah. it happens or not, it's we're only one wrong knee fall away for Zach Levine missing significant time yet again. And this is just that's just standard ebb and flow, you know. That's all players. That's even these top exactly. players. It's even your Shea Gilgis Alexander's, your Embiid's, your Jokic's. They still have up and downs where they will move, you know, ten to twenty spaces. But we're still talking about a Kobe White who probably last year was in the what one thirties or somewhere, you know, uh, just sitting on the edge of being in your team or being on the waiver wire. No one in their right mind, even in a 12 or 10 man league at the moment, would be throwing Kobe White back there. So no. I think you use this to your advantage. You find the person who's got Kobe White, you get some panic into their head. You talk about the fact that, well, we're a game off it now, it seems, for Vooch and Levine getting back in that starting lineup. Caruso's back today playing healthy, well, as healthy as Caruso can get. Like, you know, alarm them. So find something, and you don't have to give up a lot because if the pe person is thinking that way, they think that Kobe White has no value anyway. Throw them something, you know. Again, what's the worst that could happen? Yeah, um, the best that can happen is you lose a guy that you did, didn't care about and you get one Kobe White who I see holding his value. This yeah, 100%. We'll what happens next season. And I think this is what makes this segment for us a little bit more unique compared to our other buy low guys where we're saying guys have significantly fallen off. It's almost like a buy low by virtue of opportunity that we're looking at this week here in the show because this is also what buy lows are. It's not just about a guy who isn't playing well. It's about what stars are aligning or what numbers have dropped or what minutes have dropped, what injury impacts of things had. Because my one that I've got for you is I've actually got a duo and I'm going to call this one my Philly cheesesteak special, Maddie. I think Beautiful. it's slightly, thank you very much. I think it's slightly by a low opportunity on, and this seems absurd to say, and I don't think it's by a low necessarily, but just lower than what he was in the sizzling start for his season. Sizzling start of a Philly cheesesteak, Maxi, ending Anthony Melton, who I actually think has been on the rise as of late, but DeAnthony Melton's value currently is hampered also by the fact that he hasn't played because of the injury the last few games. And people around this time of the year, let's be honest, like you and me, we know we have to keep our eye or be more aggressive or not aggressive when it comes to trading because we might be in the middle of the pack, we might be at the top of the pack in content, or we might just be going all out to make it. It depends on your case and in which league you are and how you're going to manage your team. I'll start with Melton because I think he's probably the more uh, surprised one on this one because he actually was playing well when he came back. Um, when, he, when he came back, the one thing that he had, gets a bit of a ding on always are his percentages. And it's hard to rank a guy. He's a like it's hard to rank a guy based on his percentages when he's in there. But if you're tanking field goal percentage, he just skyrockets in value, like an incredible amount. Now, over the past few weeks, he's been a top 45, probably top 50 player. He's been averaging 15 points, four and a half rebounds, two assists, almost three steals a game and three three-pointers a game. That's huge. Now, he's been in street clothes for the past week, obviously under those protocols. And now it's a little bit like, hmm, like, what's going on with Melton? Now, he's coming back the next game. Apparently, he's been practicing with the team. But there's a very, very brief window because they play on Wednesday, which is Thursday in Australia. So if we look at it from that perspective, he's still been on someone's bench for the better part of last week, along with Tobias Harris from the Philadelphia 76ers. Other guys have had opportunity. So this is where someone's looking on their space and um, a guy like Melton. And if they're not that keen on holding and getting a game out, now your trade's not going to process straight away through. But there might be a guy who just doesn't want to hold him anymore. 
because of that. So this is where guys' values get dinged because of injury or what's going on with them the past week. And on past performance, when a guy hasn't bought you any gold back to your lineup, and if you don't have an IR, look, I know people who dropped him <laughs> because he wasn't playing for a week. So obviously he's coming back Wednesday and you swoop on that one. But I think it's a little bit of a buy low there on him. My other one is this, it's Tyrese Maxey and why he's fallen off a little bit is look, it's, it seems absurd to say this from where Tyrese Maxey was, but in the past week, where would you say roughly Tyrese Maxey's value has been, mate? Well, I take into consideration that um, that Melton hasn't been on. There's been games with Embiid missing, so you'd think that he was going to fire up and do really well just under the context of he's the guy. He had to be the guy for the time, you know, these rough times. I wouldn't have a clue. I know that from the look on your face, it's going to be less than what I think it is. No, no, it was top 25. And because you were bang on, it's because he had to wear that burden and that crown. Mm. But also he's been a little bit outside of that. Now, he's obviously, in the last couple of weeks, though, he's slid back in. He's been the 46th ranked player. So he's been averaging really, really well if you look at his averages over the last week. But he's had to carry a lot of the load. So just keep your eye on when Tyrese Maxey comes back in and how he adjusts, how he adjusts with Matt, with um, with DeAnthony Melton back in the lineup when Tobias Harris comes back in the lineup. Because this is a guy who has regressed from being a top 25 player back down into the 46s. But I think he can, again, be better over the course of the season getting forward. So this is where that where he's been the last week may not show it, but just monitor what happens with him the next couple of games back. You can't get him for chips Again, but do you have something else of quality and do you need what Tyrese Maxey brings to the party? Do you have a top 30 to 40 player that's really coveted who's on a bit of a burner right now? Because that's where sell highs come into it. Like, is there a guy who's been in the last week top 20 value who can rival this and is going to fall off the cliff? And yeah, you, you might want to look for your Tyrese Maxey's because over the past month and the past three weeks, he's lower down again. And so this is where it always shifts and, and it ebbs and it flows, as you said. And Tyrese Maxey has been the 64th ranked player over the last three weeks. So in the last week, he's had to step up. Before then, he was in the 40s. Before then, he was in the 60s. So what happens the next window? So I'm going to say, just keep your eye on him. Not that he's ice cold by any way, shape or form, obviously, but that's just me, mate. What Am I outside? Again, this is my Christmas present. That's my exercise on Tyrese Maxey. Let's see how the next two games go for the Philadelphia 76ers. And if he's not where he was, that's where the window jars. This is like forward thinking. And remember too, like when he was going absolutely nuts um, earlier in the season and he was and he had that like, um, you know, big boost and he's scoring, you know, he was getting some assists and his percentages were like out of control, especially his three-point percentages, which have kind of come down to earth. Um, he was playing with MB. So he's going yeah. to be back situation where he's playing with Embiid again so you can't you, you can't think oh well this guy can't operate um you know to that high level unless he's with Embiid because we know that the the, the strength came in his in when he was out there with Embiid and I think too you know like you, you might you might have someone like a Curry who we probably could throw straight back onto this list this week because he's um, had a couple of games where he looked like he was back to form and then had a game yesterday where he was what eight or nine points. He didn't. I would, I would, I would throw Curry. I would throw Curry at him. A hundred percent. I would throw Curry for Tyrese Maxey. I would probably accept that trade. Yeah, I would and probably I think accept. You that. could probably, you could probably get a Tyrese plus just for the oh, namesake yeah. of Curry. And yeah, I You're think hundred percent of that. Yeah. And you yeah, can sell I someone. You, you call it the silver tongue case. A hundred percent. You call it the silver tongue case, and you make one now. He's like, come on, man. You know it's Steph Curry. You know he's going to go all out. Dream on straight back, man. You know it's Steph Curry. Yeah. You could talk someone into being like, look, it's just Tyrese Maxey. Joel Embiid is about to come back. I actually would rate Maxey over Curry right now, to be fair. But you could get back a, like a nice back-end player who you would have on your roster, drop your worst guy, and that's where it's a bit of a buy-low because I think Curry's a buy-low. Again, wait till Embiid's back. Wait till Tobias Harris is back. Wait till the Anthony Melton comes back, and just that the smoke settles there in Philadelphia. They might be all. It might be all coalescing nicely. They might be winning. It might be good. But Tyrese is going to be down on that form, so therefore he automatically gets that bit of a oh man, why isn't he scoring thirty points? And well, obviously there's 
he's not going to eat every game with those guys back on there. But there are guys who are eating right now, and these are our absolutely hot guys. Pull over by this hot guy and let me out. This is brought to you by Bonus Bank. It's one of Australia's best side hustles. For less than $1.90 a day, you can get a premium subscription to make the max of your bonus bets right across all of the betting platforms. Bonus Bank gives you that promo code Insight, and you do. You get that You get that 25% off your first month subscription. So check them out. If you want to know where the stakes are, what you want to make it take advantage of daily, what promotions you can offset for low-risk return, Bonus Bank is your one-stop betting shop to maximize your potential return. Make sure you, again, enter promo code INSIGHT and get your 25% off your first month subscription. This guy is playing right now, and it doesn't look sexy when you look at the stat sheet. I'm going to read you his stats right now. I, I brought this exercise up when we started this, Mally, just to see where they were going because they were playing against the Wizards today. You've got J-Dub right here. You've got him at six points, four rebounds, but a team leading eight assists is steal 75% from the field right now. You think it is sell high for J-Dub? I actually looked at that as well, and I was surprised to see that he had that many assists. But um, he's obviously floating high on his return to um, defensive numbers. His steals are looking like they were at the in that final third of last year when he just suddenly kind of popped into everyone's, um, you know, NBA and fantasy psyches. Um, I don't think that he is the guy that we're seeing right now. He is not the guy that we saw, you know, this time last year when he started to emerge. I think he is the man with the team that he's on now um, that he has been for the year, probably till two weeks ago when he started to ramp it back up again. He's playing with Chet, who he wasn't playing with last year. Dort seems to have stopped sucking for a little while. Um, He'll probably go back to that in a minute, but Chet and Dort are the big defensive guys on that team now. I think they're using, and you can see it in today's example, they're using Jalen to be a distributor, um, and you know, that's probably, and I think the person who's actually suffered today um, from an assist standpoint is Shea. He had like one or two when I last looked. And yeah, he's still got two. Two rebounds, two assists, two steals. Seven of eight from the floor, which is just absolutely ridiculous. I actually think it's a little bit giddy from time to time, but he's had a nice little return to form as well of late. Like, he just seems that monkey's off his back a little bit, and he's getting... The one thing that I've been most impressed by is this is complete... It's a complete set. But Jalen Williams also seems to dial back his threes sometimes. Like, it's just... He just seems to be taking what he can get. I don't think he's going to miss lately. It's it's nuts. Yeah, and I mean, you look at his season stats compared with where he was the last seven days. He's up a couple of minutes, but realistically, his points are the same. He was uh, at eighteen point one for the season. He's at nineteen, so no difference. Three point eight for the season, down to three. So in fact, that's probably over this heater. He's kind of gone down. His assists have uh, gone from a staggering four to a, uh, an equally staggering four. So it's exactly the same. Where the di- where the the the, the distance has been travelled is in the steal. So. He's been at one per season, which is disappointing for anyone who picked him up because we thought we were getting, you know, a two steals kind of guy, like a league leader. Um, And he's at, over the last seven days, at 2.3. His blocks are at half for the season, and they're at one. So literally, his steals have doubled in a bit. His blocks have doubled. And if that goes back down again, his value plummets with it. Exactly. Now, in the last two weeks, he's been the 23rd ranked player when you put that big session together. But he's already regressed in the last week to be about the 41st, 42nd ranked player. And on the season, he is the 57th ranked player. Now, I ended up capping him, I think, at about 55 in my final season projections, which is where I panned him out. But this is that thing that he can do and just be the elite option that we all know and love. I, I pulled him up in the – I wrote him all year. I refused to let him go. There's just guys that I don't want to let go when I draft them, and they're my – quote unquote sleeper or I get a pick up on them and I just I get to pick them up. In one league last year I had two rookies that I really wanted to have. I wanted Jabari Smith Jr. and I wanted Jalen Williams. And I picked them both up late in drafts, but I had to let Jabari Smith go at a point. And then about a month later he turned it around. I couldn't do both and I made my choice and I was happy with it. And I love this from Jalen Williams. And this statistical profile right now, nine assists he's up to. He could very well finish this game with a triple-double versus the Washington Wizards. He's gone four from five from the field, so he just needs one more bucket. And four rebounds from him is really nothing. Like He puts his body in the way to, to really eat those up. Much like another one of your sell highs who's been 
putting up some just incredibly big numbers, triple-double-esque things. Interesting fact, did you know the most triple-doubles for the Orlando Magic is Alfred Payton, by the way? Yeah, man, he was a fantasy god. He was <laughs> this right now, Mally, you think this bloke is a fantasy god? Yeah, um, last thing on Jalen, and then I'll talk, talk about uh, the man up on the screen. I think with, with Jalen too, maybe it's more the fact that his value has shifted. You know, if you picked him up thinking that he was going to be a big defensive guy, which is kind of what he was last year, you're probably upset by that. I think he's held value because obviously he's getting these assists that he wasn't getting last year. His yeah. points have gone up and he's getting rebounds. So depending on what you want, if you want to sell him high now because you're looking for a more defensive piece in your team, like uh, D'Anthony Melton, who hasn't really dipped and dove, he's kind of been a steady you know, source of steals throughout the season. I think you could get, uh, again, you could get a D'Anthony Melton plus and get rid of a Jalen Williams. So I think even if he's, his value will dip because I don't think the steals are going to hold, but he's, he's never going to fall into a, an ice, ice cold range due to the fact that he's replaced one thing with something else. So 100%. again, it's been a very, it's been a very interesting day and this conversation has been really interesting in what we class as a, as a, as a what's hot and what's cold because everything in context and it depends what it is that you're looking for, depends what you have to give up to get it. I think that's the most important thing that we probably need to touch on is not who you go after and not who you're willing to let go, but, you know, the, the price that you're going to pay, you know, like what is a sensible price? Because I know, because I'm guilty of this, like many of the fantasy sins, put my hand up right now and say I'm over here, is that we you get into a position where you put a trade out there that you think this is reasonable. I think I'm going to come out a slight winner and it's, you know, it's not going to get vetoed because it's all fair and above board. And then they counter with something and you go, mm, yeah, probably losing a little bit, but I really want that guy. And if you spend your, your season doing that, you're only going one direction. It's probably not the direction that's going to win you fame or money or whatever other great things you've got on the line in your, uh, in your fantasy competition. But yeah, that's my little rant. Over. We can return back to, Palo now. No, Palo, he has been on a great he's been on a great direction right now. And still, funnily enough, over the past week, he is not the best. This is the thing. He's currently ranked just outside the top 100 in the last week in fantasy yeah, basketball. It's it, it feels crazy to say that because he's put together a string. Franz Wagner, who's gone down injured and who hasn't played the last couple of games. Franz is also out. The next game has statistically been the best magic player. But people are gonna see his most recent games, Mally, and be like, oh. Let me get that guy on my team. Talk us through why you got Paolo mm. in your list this week. The people love points, you know, like people, that's everyone's favorite love category points. or probably not everyone's. But yeah, I've always, I've always tried to go against the uh, tie a little bit and make defensive teams only because I, it gives me a clearer run to the finals. I don't know if it's a, uh, if it's a, uh, a method for, for winning. Uh, I usually seem to come second or third in my league. So, you know. I'm always the bridesmaid. But look, if you look at uh, at Bancaro at the moment, he's been going absolutely bananas over the last uh, week. In uh, He's a top top 15 at the moment in categories. He's doing all this, though, without uh, the one Franz Wagner, who you just talked about, who I guess would be their best player, even though I think a lot of people would disagree and say it's Parlo. Um He's also been missing uh, Carter Jr. Isaac has been out. Ingles has been gone. Pick, Harris pick, has one, been of, gone. pick, pick one of your Orlando Magic players. They've been injured this yeah, week. Yep. Yeah. Fultz came back, but he, he played like scrub minutes yesterday. They might work him back up before he might get injured again. But he's been a pack horse. Like he's been carrying the team. And the reason he's probably been so low all season is just like those steals um, absolutely skyrocket people's rankings. Not being able to shoot from both the field and from the line and from three really kind of disrupts his ranking. His points have been insane. He's getting heaps of rebounds. He got his first triple double. You just said, didn't he? Was that a game ago or two yeah, games yeah, ago? Or he, something? Two games, three, ga uh, three games ago. Now three games ago. Yep. First triple double. So I think, you know, he's a shiny piece. He was rookie of the year. People love that. That's already a sell high to begin with. But when you've got guys like that, who go on a little burner like this, um, a lot of us will sit back and see the context, but a lot of people are blind to that. They just want him and they don't really care to look at the context clues around it. They see Palo, they see these 30, 40 point games, they oh, see the big rebounds. So shiny. The it's so shiny. Yeah. yeah, it's very sparkly. You know, wear that on your necklace. But 
Yeah. Uh, what do you think about Palo? Am I on the right track or am I? Um, no, I do. I think I. No, I don't because I think you see the perfect storm right now, as you said. Like his last week has been incredible. He's been the 15th ranked player and he's never ranked this high in fantasy basketball before. So if there is a time to sell him right now for people who might be aggressively chasing, this could also be you get one of the best players on someone who's aggressively chasing, making a move to get into their playoffs. You might want to be able to sell on a Paolo Bancaro because I don't think he's going, he's not going to be able to hold this together long term. Everyone will eventually return, especially Franz Wagner. He's been ruled out for the next game, but he could return by the end of the week as well. And so that's where we have a look at like what's going on with these guys. When are they going to come back and how many games have they got the next week? And Orlando only has three games as well. So they're not going to rush Franz back. He might miss the next two and be back. So Paolo could put together another heater in the next game. And then all of a sudden, he's got to go back to his minutes without with Franz on the team. Wendell Carter Jr. could end up being a starter again, even though Goga or Mo have been absolutely flaming hot and doing a brilliant job in the center. They seem tenured now to this three-center rotation, and it's working for them, and that's great. Fultz will be ramped back up. You know, Suggs was out there. Cole Anthony has been out there playing great minutes. Anthony Black has been injured. It's like that. you go through their team, and it just reads like everybody's injured. Anthony Black's been injured. Jonathan Isaac is also being injured, and he gets minutes that when Paolo sits. So it really is the perfect Paolo storm right now. And this is going on to, like, it's, it's peak Paolo, just like it's mine, mate. It's peak Pascal time. It's peak Pascal time showing right now. He has been one of the best Raptors. He has been the second best Raptor, as you would expect. And in the last three weeks, he has been the 48th-ranked player. And in the past week, though, and this is why for me, this guy here is a number one option to sell high. In the last week, Pascal Siakam has been going bonkers in the past week. So if you want to look at it, you need to look at it over the time. And that's where I think the window always comes across for these blokes as well, Mally. Where have they been in recent in a vacuum? And he has been the 21st ranked player in the last week. He's been the 25th ranked player. Pascal Siakam has never finished a season that high before. In fact, going back over his most recent seasons, Pascal Siakam has finished last year as the 45th. His great year where we were all endearing him in 21-22 was the 35th ranked player. And the 20 and 21 season, he finished overall as the 48th ranked player. So you put that together and being the 25th best player in fantasy basketball is the last week. He's come to town. He's, he's already in town. We've, Emmanuel Quickly has come to town. RJ Barrett's come to town. They're all showing up. Toronto's playing really well. But we all know that he is the biggest trade piece that's out there, and it's been openly shopped and discussed as an organization. So you need to think then, will he then be the same amount of value when he is shipped off? And the answer for me is no. He will not be this good when he is hopefully and inevitably ship. Now, we don't know what's going to happen. Things can always go apart at the last minute. The Sacramento Kings had him on the table and then decided to back out last minute. I think they were trying to ask for Keegan Murray as part of the trade, and they were just like, that's not going to happen. And, and Keegan Murray would just be absolutely perfect in Toronto with their youth movement, to be fair. I would, I would just love to see that from a fantasy standpoint. But we do know that the, the Indiana Pacers and the Detroit Pistons are quite obviously going after him. Maybe the Lakers are going after him. Like, he's going to be an unrestricted free agent at the end of this year. Like, it's only a hire on this bloke currently. Like, we don't know where the wind is going to blow and what he's going to do or re-up. And they're not going to be signing any kind of trade extension at this point. So, sorry, contract extension. So, when you look at him being the 25th ranked player for the last week, he's playing 32 minutes a night, 19 points, six rebounds, five assists. He's getting a steal. He's getting a block. He's been plus 600 from the floor, plus 840 from the line. It is absolutely, in my mind, sell high on Pascal Siakam, Mali. Yeah, and um, like let's use, um, you know, Sacramento as a case study. If he would have gone there, he would have gone from being realistically the first um, offensive option for Toronto and the team that he's in to the third. So, I mean, even at that, like, if if that would have been the situation, that window would have already closed. The sell high yeah. would have been done and dusted. People would have wanted to wait and see what he did. I can't see him being the guy over Fox or over Sabonis. He would have just been like, I don't know, the, yeah, the third option. 
So hundred percent. Um, and wherever he goes, wherever he goes, I don't see him returning the same value. Like yeah, I don't see him being this good. But people don't think about that, you know, like this is why he probably sits as a sell high person. There is going to be exactly. someone out there who's happy enough to take the 25th best player over the last week. Um, not everyone's a big loser like you and me and sits and looks at numbers and, and enjoys that kind of thing. So normal Ooh, people numbers. would uh, would just be happy enough to, to pick him up, you know, like he's been yep. doing well. Um, uh, people will think. And we, we get a little bit of like a stardust in our eyes and go, oh, when they go to a move to a new team, the grass is going to be so much greener, you know, like he hates Toronto. He's going to be the man, you know, if this is what he's doing at the moment in a place that he hates, imagine what he's going to do in somewhere like Sacramento that'll love him, you know. RJ Barrett, RJ yeah. Barrett just needed home soil. That's all he needed. He just yeah. needed to put his roots yeah. down in some, that good old in some ca- home cooking. That old home yeah, cooking, he needed whatever traditional poutine. He just needed the fresh poutine. Yeah. That's the and only Canadian food he, that comes to mind. And he just doesn't have to lock his doors now, mate. It's he's fine. There's no no gun violence. It's all happening up in uh in Can- Canada. In old Canada. Canada for him. And old, yep. old Canada for him. No, look, he's he's thriving up there and he's gonna continue to thrive. And Pascal's been great, but he I don't expect him to be this great going forward. So this is where the sell high on him right now. And again, he looks really tasty if you put him in a package to get someone else back right now. So people, he's not a sexy name. He's a dependable name. Like Pascal Siakam isn't a sexy trade name. And when he gets moved, because he's one of the biggest stars to be moved, it becomes more alluring. So when you send that trade out for whoever top 25 players, if you're looking around, people are always going to be enamored with their, their, their superstars, their like James Harden's there, Trey Young's there, LeBron James's, the Kawhi Leonard's. Like they look to the names and that's always a big indicator, especially with like, I guess you could say fantasy fantasy fans who play then fantasy dedicates, you know, those who are dedicated to following fantasy because you'll be able to see that. And again, he's been a top 50 player for the past three years. There's no taking that away, but he hasn't been the 25th best player where he's been the last week. And so that's where the time is to move. So we talk like a lot about, you know, the, the fact that there's probably opportunities to marry up these sell highs with the buy lows and make something happen for yourself here. Let's yep. be very hypothetical and look at this really simplistically for a moment. I don't think anyone would trade a manual quickly straight out and be able to get Siakam. But would you, if someone offered you Kobe White and a manual quickly for Siakam, I think you'd probably get more. But where would you see that? Or like, if you looked in your um, in your future scope and saw how things were going down the down the way, what what would you think about that? Is that still a hold on Siakam? You think his value will still be strong enough if he goes somewhere like a Sacramento? Well, I wouldn't go anywhere outside of a top a top fifty player for him. I still think he's going to return that because because whatever Sacramento gives up to get him as well, you need that needs to be considered. So it's about what are those teams giving up to get back. So if you look Is down, going to give up Curry for him. No, I don't think so. Because again, it's Steph Curry. Yeah. Like it's one of the tastiest yeah. names out there. That's where the allure of a Steph Curry on your team is like, is incredible. And he hasn't been that great. I mean, a Lamelo Ball because he's been injured. Now that's a probably an interesting option. People might be keen to mm. do because they want to move someone who's been injured. And Lamelo was let's not let's not forget he was a first round pick in many leagues. Like that's yeah. and, and when they come back, what they get they're not playing well enough, they're gonna have him out there. So this is someone. What about someone like an Anthony Edwards, Jamal Murray-ish kind of guy? You know, what yeah. about a De'Aaron? Talk about Sacramento, what about De'Aaron Fox? Like he's not a yeah. sexy name, even though he's really good. People just like what he does. But if you look in your if you're a team that's tanking field goal percentage and you're going for bigs and he has that power forward and, and that forward and center eligibility. Ooh, that's a bit of a tasty option on the books as well. So what he can give you also might be based on the fit of the team. So you want to look at that one. But based on the fit of this team, my other sell high is this guy. Currently a first-round player on the season. There is no bigger horse in Cleveland than one Mr. Jarrett Allen. Favorite darlings from 2K a couple of years ago where I always get big men and I like to – put all my badges in my league uh, and, and just basically just make them stupid. And I basically made this bloke absolutely stupid to the fact that I had him with a corner three-point shot and I had my Jared Allen stretching the floor in 2K, which was a lot of fun. But he has been a top 10 player and he is not going to be this good for the rest of the season. 
you're going to see what the sparkly man with the headband does on his one game week this week. And it's probably not the time to sell high on him this week. Again, this is my just, it's all smoke and mirrors this week. Cleveland is not attractive with the one game week. After that one game is played and it's on the weekend and he plays his next game, all you're going to look back at if you're looking at your fantasy on your phone, you go to your app, you're going to look at last games played. And you were going to see some absolutely massive lines. You're going to see 29-16 with two assists, a steal, and a block, 570, and 100% from the free throw line. Fuck. 12, 12, 3, 2, 1. He's the interesting thing for him. And what I think is really funny about this is he has had more than two blocks in a game since the 17th of November. That's the most curious thing about this for Jared Allen. Why did you draft Jared Allen? For rebounds, block shots, high field goal percentage. He has not got more than two block shots in a game since the 17th of November. And he's still Mm. doing this. And he's had an opportunity to block more shots probably now with Evan Mobley not in the fold. But that's what this is tied to for me. Evan Mobley is going to be coming back in about probably 10 games time. Maybe two, three more weeks you've got. So his value is exponentially increased when Evan Mobley is not on the floor because everything has to be, he is the last line of defense. He gets more rebounds. He's eating 16, 12, 19, 11, 12. He played, he got a 24, 23 game. Like, that's Shaq numbers. Like the man has been absolutely- It's drumming numbers. It's drumming numbers. It's prime Dwight Howard numbers right there. But these are huge lines. And funnily enough, in that game as well, Six assists, two steals, no block shots. That's the crazy thing for me as well. He's doing this without the block shots. He would probably be close to the first ranked player in fantasy had he been getting two or three block shots a game during this stretch and going this well from the field. I would would actually argue – look, I am. I'm going to argue it. Jared Allen – if you put, and the thing is, he hasn't to say that it has been getting it, but he has been the best player in fantasy. If you add an extra block or two, he's been absolutely huge. We absolutely love that for him. He is my sell high. Mally, what are your thoughts on that? Yeah, I mean, you look, as you said, the the biggest uh, elephant in the room is the fact that um, Evan Mobley's got to come back at some point and he, he, we know what they look like when they play next to each other. Um, it's going to hurt. Um it's going to hurt uh, Alan Moore. It's going to hurt Mobley. Um, Garland's been out. I know that that's a completely out as well. That's a, that's a one looking at a five. But, you know, he had that game with six assists. Tell me that happens when Garland's out there. Um, he's been getting more, um, you know, shot opportunities. I know his percentages are always really high, but he's been getting more shot opportunities. Um, Donovan Mitchell hasn't looked like Donovan Mitchell over the last probably few weeks. No one probably thinks that's going to last. He's going to go back to the form he was in. So, yeah, again, we talk about these perfect storms. None get more perfect than this. And it was interesting. Plus 600 from the floor. Plus 600 from the floor and basically 900 from the line as well. Insane. A a perfect time to let him go would be after he has his midweek game. I know there's been – I'm a guy who trades all the time, and I reckon there's been weeks that I've lost because I've made a trade. And, I mean, it goes both ways. But I've made a trade and the guy who I've traded with has had his players play and then the two days has passed or whatever, the cool down time, and then the trade has gone through and it's the day that my guys would have played. So I've ripped them out instead of this other guy's had a huge win because he's almost got an extra three games of, you know, high-quality players playing in his round where I've, it's like I've sat three of my best guys or whatever, however many the, the trade included. So it'd be perfect if you could let him go after that midweek game because he doesn't yep. play another game for those three three days or three or four days. And by the time that happens, you get him yep. back for when he's back to playing his whatever three, four-game week. So Exactly, against Chicago yeah, and Milwaukee things. for his next two. It's little things. And that's why, for me, he is an absolute bell buy high. Uh, sorry, sell high. Buy him if you get a chance, if you want someone. If you're tanking some things, he'll be good down. But buy him. Buy him. Buy Jared Allen. But just don't buy him too high. But I think sell, 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 sell on him while it is the perfect storm in Cleveland with these injuries and mobile to return about three weeks in this one game week. Again, you can get him in your roster. You can even do that as part of your negotiation. Say like, hey, mate, look, after you accept the trade, it's going to take two days. You're not losing anything and he'll be fresh to go for your new week. And that's where it's a good. 
that's the opportunity. And you sell that as well. Like that's part of what the sale, the sell is there. It's like, oh, I just don't want him to play one game. I'm like, cool, man. I'll send you the trade, accept it on the day that he's playing. Hopefully he doesn't get injury, you know, touch wood. Accept it then it processes for two days and he's ready to go for you next week. <sighs> yeah, cool. Yep. That sounds and do it that way. Yeah, a little favor I'm doing for you. Yeah, a little uh, cherry on the cake, if you will. Well, you are my cherry on the cake. Thank you so much, Mally. As always, this has been an, you are the cherry on every Sunday, my friend. This has been an Insight MBA show. You can follow me at MBAGWiz and follow Mally at live underscore my underscore fantasy. And of course, all things Insight Fantasy Sports. Get onto it. Make sure you like and subscribe. Give us a review on iTunes, on Spotify, wherever you get your podcasts. Give us a five star and a like on all our content over on YouTube as well. And we'll catch you soon, folks. Take care. Buy yourself 